Listen up, all marketing school fam. I know you have so many ideas in the head of yours, yet struggling to find the time and accountability you need to make marketing work smarter for you. Which is why I want to remind you of our All Access Pass and All Marketing School course library. Think of it as your treasure trove. Pack with our self-paced masterclasses and workshops, tactics and templates, specifically created for marketers like you who aim to channel their superpowers for good. But hey, what's even more exciting is that you're not just getting courses, you're stepping into a whole new world. It's a place where you're surrounded by your passionate community of marketing rebels, which are kind of like your cheerleading squad. Let's be honest, marketing can be a complex puzzle, but we're here to eliminate the guesswork. We're offering you tried and tested tactics to sharpen your strategy. Depending on the plan you choose, you can look forward to full access to our self-paced courses, project submission and feedback opportunities, our expert workshop library, as well as monthly upskilling series and weekly tactics that will really help you stay updated and get accountability when it comes to actually making some progress in your work. We also have monthly office hours, workshops, expert panels, and sprints. So you will be able to access our whole template vault with ready-to-use Notion, Canva, and Google templates, making your life easier. Oh, and did I mention our swipe files and the community matchups? Oh, and the quarterly live deep dives, which are actually valued at £247, but they're included for you and your membership. Well, all this knowledge, community, and more is just a click away. If you want to join us, simply head to amschool.click slash library. That's amschool.click slash library. On with our episode. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly. Empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello, team, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. Fab here this week talking about preventing the growing pains of a social media team. Indeed, this week we're going to discuss how to scale social media efforts with the team. My name is Fab and I'm your teacher and the founder of Alt Marketing School. However, today I am not alone. Indeed, I'm going to be joined by the lovely Miruna Dragomir. She is the head of marketing at Planable, a content collaboration platform for social media teams. With her, we'll discuss how to prevent growing pains from growing your team, as well as auditing the efforts and the systems that you are going through. We'll also talk about Social Team 100, which is a very cool project by Planable that overviewed and outlined what are some of the best social media teams out there that really shone and even grew in 2020. I love this episode because as a marketer myself, I could 110% relate with what Miruna was talking about. I really hope you're enjoying this. And as always, let me know your thoughts at All Marketing School on social media. Even better, I hope you have started to enjoy our very special weekly Monday episodes. As you might have noticed from now on, our other episodes are going to be out on Thursday, whereas the episodes on Monday are going to be more about social media news roundup with fellow old marketing school teacher, Rebecca Holloway. 
Anyways, I don't want to ramble. Let's get started with this thing. All I can say is thank you so much for being with us once again and may the class begin. We are back. We're back with Alt Marketing School and I'm very excited to have Miruna here with me today. Hello. Hi. We were actually uh, bonding on how beautiful it is to pronounce people the right way and right spelling. So that was a, a good one minute and a half. Uh, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Excited to, to chat. Very excited to chat as well. And we are going to chat about my favorite thing about marketing, which is social media. So that already makes me quite happy. And even more so, we're going to talk about teams and actually scalability and reviewing progress, which I think is so important as well when it comes to a team. So just, just as a mini introduction, we already gave the full spiel, but if you want to tell us kind of like who you are and obviously what Planable is, but also your role and everything, that will be an amazing way to kick off. Yeah. So I am, as you said, very, very correctly, Miruna. <laughs> I am currently the head of marketing at Planable and uh, we're a social media collaboration platform. Uh, and my role here, you know, it's, uh, it's very uh, common as a head of marketing at a startup, uh, which means that it's a very hybrid role. I do work with an amazing team, but, you know, marketing at a startup is all about whatever is needed. So I, I juggle between conversion, uh, optimization in general, between email marketing, uh, performance, and a lot of analytics. That's kind of the place where I feel most comfortable. Data is my therapeutic process. <laughs> oh, I never heard anybody calling it a therapeutic process. I'm enjoying that. <laughs> that is actually yeah. a good... You say, usually say like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nerd, so I kind of like data, but for me it's more the tingling of excitement. I like the idea of using it as a sort of like a, a meditative state instead. I'm enjoying that. Yes, yes. I think it's one of those processes that just, it fills me with joy. And it's a really weird thing to say. I mean, people see me, uh, I mean, people within the office already know me. So when they have, when we have do some sort of research or we have some sort of big uh, chunks of data that we need to really navigate, I'm the person for that. And it's not only because, uh, you know, it's no one else really likes it that much. They, they, they like how my eyes start to sparkle when I open spreadsheets. <laughs> It's like, this woman knows. You know what? And I love what you mentioned us there, that like the element, the reminder that for most startups and I think most businesses this day, you know, even as a head of marketing, you will wear different hats and you will have to be able to, you know, control different things and oversee different things. And obviously it kind of goes really well hand in hand with what the whole product of Planable is as well. And what I found really interesting was on the back of obviously what you guys do is your social 100 list. And because it looks at obviously social media, not just as, a, as an individual, but it also looks as at the social teams that actually have been able to grow in 2020, which was nevertheless a very 2020 year, if we can say so. So, you know, already despite the odds being able to grow their company, but also understanding how to run evolve your team and your marketing processes especially last year, I think has been very, very interesting process itself. So I wanted to ask you on the back of the list and what you guys have been doing for it. Obviously, it's quite a big list. It's 100 people. So 
But was there any company or any result, again, going back to data, anything that you guys found out that you found really interesting or that really stuck with you when you were doing that research and kind of pulling the list? Uh, yeah, I think one interesting, maybe expected, but still interesting aspect is the fact that almost 30% of all hires were in tech and I do kind of uh, make the categorization of tech. I, I include their IT and uh, software, computer software, and information and technology, whatever the LinkedIn categories and industries are. But they're all related to tech. And 30% feels like a very, very big chunk of that. Now, the second aspect in industries as well is the fact that marketing and advertising services were also took about, I think, 8% of all the hires. And considering that, uh, that mainly includes agencies. So considering that agencies are, you know, a small part of all the businesses out there, that feels like a, like a large percentage. And I think another interesting fact has been, you know, the, the titles and the, the seniority that we found. We also looked at how, how much experience people had that, that out of those that, the, that were hired. And it was an average of five years, 5.6 years, which is a pretty impressive uh, experience as an average in general. It was also, I mean, you know, it includes obviously any job titles that people had in the past. So it doesn't necessarily mean the experience they had in the marketing industry per se, but still, it's, you know, the, the average seniority of interns, I think, was about three years, which felt like a lot. So um, either, you know, the, <laughs> the standards are kind of higher or it's just a, a general fact. And I love what you mentioned there as well. And I find it really interesting, too. I've seen that shift of some of the things you mentioned I could have expected what I was kind of expecting, but I wasn't was when you mentioned about the advertising side of things and the advertising roles, because I think there was that expectation that especially in a year like last year, a lot of people wouldn't want to invest time and money, not just obviously on the roles themselves, but then also on the activation, because obviously if you have an advertising team or an agency, you kind of want them to do something with it and that requires an additional budget. So it's really, I think also promising and positive that, you know, teams actually have been wanting to invest in different people and people also with experience and overall in marketing. We had a great episode uh, about uh, marketing ROI and actually evaluating ROI. And I think I agree with actually Bill who was chatting to the guest. It's so hard sometimes to convince people with, you know, the metrics because sometimes the metrics can be, you know, very volatile and it's not our fault. So when it comes to social media, social media teams, I think, have, have the work out for them sometimes when it goes to go back to the rest of the team and saying, you know, this is how much time we're spent on some of these areas. There's a reason for it, even if you cannot see it yet. So I was kind of wondering on the back of that, because that's a big conversation. So there must be some areas that take up a lot of time when it comes to social media, even with teams. Can you outline some of them for us? Yes. I think the surprising part about this is that um, it takes a lot of time, the actual communication and the planning 
of it all. So I think this can be, it's, it's not a very intuitive fact because you see a post out there and you think, huh, someone had a creative idea. And the reality is that it most often included tens of people that were involved in that one post. And it, it usually involves a lot of stakeholders from the marketing side, but also from many other parts. I mean, legal is sometimes involved if, if you work in an industry that's more uh, strict on regulations, or it can be HR, it can be PR, brand, really a lot of stakeholders within the company or outside the company. And I think it's 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 often a lot of people when they hear about these so many stakeholders being involved, they kind of get scared about what that could mean, or they uh, simply think that you know, oh, that's that's corporate, that's uh, bureaucratic. It's a they're very lengthy processes that uh, it's not our case and will never be our case. And I think you know that's one of the. Um, the myths that are in the in our in our industry and in our lives as marketers because i personally be- believe that the more brains involved in these processes the better because hr should be involved in social media because they do have their own content right they have employer branding that should be on your pages and they do know best what the lives of employees are and they should kind of contribute with their own ideas uh, sometimes legal should be involved because you don't want to, you know, make a hu- huge boo-boo on a post because you thought it was funny. Um, and I think it's really our reaction to this has been a bit misdirected because it's it's been a bit about keeping the room as as narrow as possible and keeping the group as a compound of as few people as possible which I don't think is like, I don't think it leads to the best results. I think you should invite as many people in the room. And yes, of course, the ownership should be clear. The social media manager or the owner of the brand should be the last one to decide. But in terms of a safe input, innocent input, it should be an open conversation. But I started this by saying that, you know, collaboration takes the the most time. And yeah, it that's kind of the, that's why we run from, from so many people being involved because we're currently, I mean, a lot of teams do it via emails and documents and spreadsheets and Excels. And that is, I mean, Excels and spreadsheets are not a a place to collaborate with uh, 20 plus people. I agree. And actually that goes to the next point. So as you say, with all the different elements and all the different tools that you can use, and all the different ways that you can communicate. And I cannot stress this enough. Again, I, on Aside of other things that I've been doing, I wrote a book called Reclaim Your Time Off, which is coming out probably at the time that people are listening to this. So check it out, guys. But aside, it really taught me a lot when I did the research for the book. It taught me so much about, you know, the things that we don't think about when it comes to where our time goes. And what I learned is that meetings and communication in general, when it comes to work, can be such a sucker. And I think it's because right now we're working remotely, 90% of us, and There are so many avenues to communicate with your team, with your clients, with fellow members, with anybody, and even with your audience. And you have to keep track of all of them. So I want to reiterate that because to me, communication can be really a bottomless pit and optimization works really well for social, but it should also work for your systems and for the way that you work. And on that point, I wanted to ask you, so as a social media team, so just, just as a team itself, How can you best audit your processes and what you are actually doing and carrying out? 
Yeah, so I think it's the process should start by first drawing the ideal process, starting with the, you know, from scratch. If we were to start a new company today and have a, an entirely new team, how would that process look like reasonably and logically? And you will start to define these stages that already kind of naturally occur, right? The drafting, the brainstorming stage, the curation of the content, the research phase. Then you have the actual planning and creating posts stage. Then you start sharing with the team and you start involving several people, including the designer, maybe that contributes with the visual assets. Then you uh, kind of take it through the last uh, stages of tweaking the post, um, adding the hashtags, tweaking it for each platform, and so on and so forth. And then you actually give it to the um, last stakeholders that need to review it, you know, the last uh, line of approval. And then you actually schedule it. So when you have this process in front of you, I think with it, you should start to uh, really draw the who's and the where's of each of the stages. Who is involved and what their roles are and where does that collaboration take place? And if it's multiple uh, environments, you can just pin down multiple environments. It, it can be you know, Zoom, meetings, phone calls, WhatsApp, email, spreadsheets, whatever they happen, but they should all be there. And when you have all of these, you should start thinking about what is redundant and where the time is wasted. And for this stage, I always recommend actually tracking your time. Simply, you know, using a tool. There are so many. <laughs> there are so many out there. I know, you know, tracking. I'm always kind of a bit wary of saying tracking your time because people sometimes run from it because it may feel controlling. But I think you can do it even for a small part, a small period of time, like a month or two months, to just see exactly and then see where that time goes because you know you've got five minutes there five minutes there five minutes in a room five minutes in a chat and it all adds up by the way you you miss guys my dancing but there was some dancing <laughs> there kind of like Miruna was so shocked by the dancing that she couldn't stop but laughing and joy <laughs> from the beauty of well like as you said most people yeah. run away from tracking I am all for time tracking now that said Guys, it doesn't mean that now you're going to force your team to track how much it takes them to do an email every day, but bringing that awareness at least once, especially when you're reviewing your processes, I think can be a big thing because that's part of the communication system, which I wanted to go back to briefly. You know, if you don't know how long it's going to take you as an individual, let's say to schedule something or to create an asset, then people have expectations. And I think that's really important, especially when it comes to marketing where, in a way, there's so many different things that you could be doing. There are so many different elements that you can be taking off. So by knowing that a member of your team actually takes about, you know, an hour to get to work on the content calendar, then you have you know what expectations to set because we're all different. I could make this in 10 minutes and so I expect everybody to be able to do it in the same time frame. And I think it's really important because if you can start with a smaller team, you know, start that process of understanding and reviewing, then when the team grows, you already have some good habits and you're setting up already like the system, how it's going to work. Because that was going to be my next question, actually. What happens when teams grow? Because it will happen. Obviously, the social teams that you guys covered can be massive. Like we've got Amazon there, so lol. So, you know, it's not necessarily the startup. 
So I think it's, it's really important to remember, like we're setting up some good examples, but you know, what happens when the teams grow and how can we keep those good practices then as well? Yeah, I think part of, I mean, the growing pains as uh, as they're talked of in, in the industry are real and they're very, they will always happen. I think it's impossible to get it right from the start. And it's simply, it's not feasible to have a process that works for two people uh, be the exact same one that works for 20 people. I think it's, you know, it's important to set the scene right from the start and then try to, I mean, talk about it at least and audit it every once in a while. We do this internally too. So we're now a team of five people and the marketing team uh, alone. So every uh, three months and when we do the quarterly planning, we have a slot especially kept for team workshop. Team workshop means that we just go in there, we rant about our problems, we vent about whatever annoyed us when a colleague uh, texted us and it wasn't clear or whatever. And then we start brainstorming about how we could make each other's lives easier. We talk about the meetings, we talk about the planning, we talk about the calendars, the content, how we do each of those things. And we simply adjust one member, two members, three new members join the team. Okay, let's see we leave about three months for them to settle in and then we talk about it. Okay, how has it been so far? What has changed? What hasn't? What has to be adapted? It's really a, important to tweak along the way. I love that. I love the idea of a little workshop. Again, that's the funny thing. I'm like, yeah, like optimization, obviously not doing things that are not supposed to happen, you know, not filling your time with things. But I think, you know, when you make them on an appointment and you make sure that they don't happen maybe every week, I think is that sweet spot. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, this is just from my team. I run two companies, so I've got smaller, bigger teams, but still quite small. And I find that I had to understand what works best because for us, for example, actually checking in, like, you know, my team members work maybe one or two days a week. So it's kind of good for me to check on them weekly, just kind of like updating on what's going on because the week has passed. But, you know, if you're a bigger team and you are doing things every day together, then maybe, you know, talking every single week about what's going on can actually be redundant. And I think there are some old beliefs about what, communication should be and how we can keep track of progress but actually adapting it to what is best means that then you can set your right timeline as you say the the right amount of time between workshops and actually have one chance to talk about everything have enough time to implement it before you go back because otherwise what happens is you know you can't expect changes to happen in a week anyway so I really love that idea and I think it kind of reminds us almost that you know with collaboration Collaboration is something that everybody can do in a way, but there's something to be said about collaborating in the right way or collaborating effectively and positively and not doing it so much. So this is why I wanted to ask you, why it's so important for especially marketing and social teams to collaborate and to focus on the element of collaboration and doing things together? What are the benefits of that on like, you know, tangible level? I think the first is what I started with, you know, the more brains, the better. So it's kind of, it's important to have a framework that's ready for brainstorming, that's designed that way. Because, you know, that kind of very uh, Zen idea of ideas just come to you whenever you're showering. I mean, I think that's great. (laughs) Congrats. But so many other ideas could come up if you have a dedicated uh, workflow that allows for ideas and input all across, across all the stages. 
I think that's one thing. The second thing is to kind of prevent the frustration that can come and that can appear in your team because you know, marketers don't really choose or social media teams, social media people don't choose this job in particular in order to play around with spreadsheets all the time. It's really not their passion. That's not what they got into it. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it can be really frustrating if you don't have the proper framework, the proper place to work together. And, you know, it's, it's really about, making room and this whole process of auditing time it's about making room for them for your team and for yourself to do what you do best and that is probably you know coming up with creative ideas with uh, keeping the strategy of your social media content being updated with all the new trends that come up and all of that takes time and the best way to save that time and to give them back that time is to eliminate the parts where they don't shine, the manual parts, the tedious ones, the hunting documents across emails part. Trust me, I've had that myself. So I, I know that I just, I've, I've been there. And I think it's one of those things as well. When I work with a company on, it depends, obviously, if I'm working on strategies different, but I will be honest, every time I'm consulting, especially with a small team, I talk about the social strategy, you know, a lot of people want to know that. How can I grow my social media? How can I get my marketing better? But just to go back to your point, the amount of time that I go to a client, like smaller teams with three to five people, and I say, how do you guys communicate? How, how, is, how, does, it, how does the process flow internally? And then there's like the little people look at each other, maybe on Zoom, and they're like, er? It's like, well does somebody know the answer and then they start looking around and they hope for help and then when I like press the button of like call my friend at home and they can't do that because you forget that actually these things you know you have to think about them and you have to ask yourself are the systems working the right way is John over there doing um you know is is putting their time in the best place is is Martha down finding what she needs in the easiest way to make to make sure that she can fulfill her jobs so I think it's very important to remember that and I love that you mentioned it because we assume that we know how to run our teams and how to make things effective because as you said growth is important but it also comes with growth pains right and I love that you mentioned that because I think it's a great reminder that we don't have to take that for granted you know, everybody wants to grow their social media. Everybody wants to create better content and get more email leads. But you won't be able to do that if you are struggling because you're wasting time and effort and energy on systems that are not working. First of all, internally, you need to be running well, you need to have the right tools and the right systems. And then everything will be easier. That's how, at least how I see it. That's kind of my, my little pet peeve. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think it helps, again, with the creativity part, which is one of those things that you want it to flow naturally, but it, it, and it can, but it will be more effective if you have a place for it. Because when you, I mean, think about it, when, when you come up with the best ideas, I get come up with the best ideas when I just dedicate my time from it. I set a block, a slot of time into my calendar. I go into a room alone and I start thinking about ideas. I need to direct my brain there It's uh, or otherwise it's not going to be as efficient. And there's also, you know, the, the, flex, the controlled flexibility because um, one of the things that, you know, social media teams are very keen on is to be real time and authentic in their reactions and in their content. And that can be 
it can come, you know, in a split second, but a controlled flexibility allows for that to happen at any point in time. And by controlled flexibility, I mean to have just simply some rules in place. Let's say, I don't know, we normally with our weekly content calendar go through four levels of approval. We want our team manager, we want our brand manager and our whoever, our client to approve the content, these three people. But if it's a real-time reaction and if it's uh, 10 uh, p.m. At, uh, on a Friday, then we, have, we need to have an asterisk during, uh, in those playbooks. What should I do then? I'm a social media manager. Something huge just happened and I have an amazing idea. Who should I talk with? And sort of have this shortcut um, needed to, for you to be real-time. But that has to be in place because otherwise the social media manager will probably get that idea and forget about it three seconds later because they'll think, okay, this is going to be too complicated. I'll just have my cocktail. <laughs> I love the idea of the cocktail. Then it's like, eh, sorry, guys, not sorry. Little fly sunglasses and be like, yeah, but that's so important. And I think it, it's, again, it goes back to some of the misconceptions that we have sometimes or the things that we underestimate because we don't think really about our how do things happen? You know, things happen, but how do they actually happen? And I love, again, as we got productivity guinea pig, I love the idea of blocking time. It's what I do a lot as well. So I think, you know, it works with your process and most people can do that. By the way, I was going to say there is some science related to ideas in the shower because I know we mentioned it earlier. But then again, it is, you know, that's the thing. It's great, but also you will have more time to relax in the shower if you're not worried about, as you say, five stages of approval and how to get, Alan to be faster actually figuring out what's going on so it is really I think communication is something that we have underestimated for a long time when it comes to how to make you know our marketing and social media better is really how we communicate within our teams that that makes a massive difference I want to ask you just to close off before we just run it all up is there one uh, I would say one industry advice or one industry tip or like you know some kind of misconception that you disagree with and what would that be? I think one, let's say a thing that I can, that kind of uh, comes to mind is the exponential hockey stick chase that we have going around, growing until tomorrow, if it's possible, 100x if possible again. And I think, you know, it's it's great on one side because it really pressures us to to move fast and experiment. But I do think in a more realistic way, we have to remember that I, I, I absolutely love experiments, but they do take time. It's You're not going to be able to test something and know by tomorrow if it works or not. It takes weeks or months to know what is the right lane for you and what is the one place where you can invest more money in. And to add to that, because I love that I'm doing it right now to do the like, yes, there's kind of like a little yes queen going on. I mean, the moves that you can miss when you listen to a podcast <laughs> are, is preposterous. But within the yes queen, I also wanted to say, however, I'm going to add on however, however, I love what you said. However, don't think that is not the case just because once maybe you do invest in something and it works right away because it will happen. But that is the exception, not the rule. Again, there can be a hack that works. There can be a new platform or a new format that you use. And it might work for a month. It might work for a week. And then I think we start believing that it's like this. You know, you get your lucky chance and things will work straight away. But then the next time when you try the next format or the next platform and people are not responding or you're not getting followers, you think you are, you're doomed forever. No, it's just a reminder that most things will take time. And some sometimes you have a lucky break, 
but most times you will need to put the months in. And I just wanted to say that because some people might be thinking, ah, but I've been having moments where I just got it right straight away. It happens, but it's the exception of the rule. Yeah, totally. I think it's, you know, you need to find a balance between getting excited too fast or getting upset too fast versus waiting. You know, you don't need to wait two years. Uh, I mean, keep doing the same thing you're doing. And after two years, huh, is this working? I mean, you should move faster than that. Just find the right balance between the two. And I love that. I agree. Now, if people want to find out more about you guys, obviously links in the show notes will have everything we need to know to kind of check things out. But just as a little reminder, where should people go? Uh, yeah, to check out Planable, you can go to planable.io and see see how it works. You, We have a free trial. We have a free usage, free plan for you to test it out. And me personally, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, very easily with my full name. Amazing. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was lovely to chat to you. Yeah, you too. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.